Clients on Demand teaches coaches, service providers, and thought leaders how to attract the right clients at the right price anytime they want. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a sustainable seven or eight figure business that changes the world and gets results for clients without sacrificing your freedom? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All this information is 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Hey, what's going on, guys? It is Russ Rafino and Mark Von Muser from Clients on Demand with another kick-ass show for you guys today. And today we're going to be talking about busting the price objection. So this is something that a lot of coaches lose sleep over, especially when they first get into high-ticket coaching. And not just you coaches either, by the way. I mean, we got a lot of people who listen to the show that are graphic designers, accountants, attorneys, anybody that's a high-level professional service. When you're on the phone with someone and it comes to the time to present that price and make that offer, and that's that moment where you really put it on the line and you can hear those words that nobody wants to hear, which is no... That seems to be the part that everybody everybody really dreads. So today, Mark and I are going to come on here. We're going to talk about how to bust that price objection. When you hear those dreaded words, oh, that's a lot of money, or oh, it's too expensive, or oh, blah, blah, blah. How do you, how do you deal with that? Because you guys know that at Clients on Demand, our specialty is some high ticket stuff. So most of the people who come to work with us, whatever they were charging before, we very quickly get them charging $3,000, $5,000, $10,000, $15,000 for their work. So, you know, a lot of things have to go right and and have to be done well in order to command those kinds of prices. So a lot of the people that come to us, guys, I want you to know, they're not like, oh yeah, I can charge $5,000 for my work. You know, we got to get them to that point. So, and we can do that very quickly, like within the space of a week or so that change has to happen so that they feel comfortable and congruent with that price. So if you have any doubts about your pricing, if you have any doubts about anybody, you know, paying you five or $10,000 for your work, if you're, if you're terrified about, Oh God, what if I, what if I told somebody, Hey, yeah, that'll be $5,000. And then, then I, then they freaked out and gave me that uh, price objection. How would I deal with that? That's what we're going to be talking about today. And, and guys, if you're out there, if I don't even care, it's not even high ticket anymore, Russ. It's like uh, we have people that are selling a $47 ebook that come to us and they get objections too. Oh, no way. Not for an ebook. I'm not going to pay that kind of money for a book. And, and it's like, you know, people are going to argue with price no matter what it is. But mm-hmm. most of the people are unskilled on how to handle it. And they also don't know the cause of what's causing it in the call. So by the end of this, we're going to get real clear and give you guys some new insights that you don't have. You're not going to learn this in traditional sales training and any of those other guys, because they're still doing the old fashioned stuff, which is, you know, just say blah, 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 blah. And my, my, features and benefits. And then I'm going to do the Ben Franklin clothes and all that stupid stuff and then try and wear them down and then do the 17 follow-ups. And, you know, in reality, if you guys will just get really good at understanding uh, what we're going to talk about, you're going to get a lot less of them and you're going to more importantly know how to handle them and, and really get through this successfully. Nice. So Mark, look, before we dive into this, we got a special request. I want to give a shout out to our graphic designer, Sally Ann, who said it's very tough to get a good screenshot of me and Mark that she can use for our promotional stuff. So Sally Ann specifically requested, can we get a shot, Mark, of both of us looking dead into the camera, hitting it with like a dollar smile. So let's try to do that. Yeah, with the blue steel? Yeah, we'll just give her a little blue steel and we'll we'll try not to look like complete psychos. So (laughs) so let's just get a real quick second of both of us looking at the camera and smiling, all right? There it is. There's the magic. All right, great. So hopefully she got what she needed. She can pull that screenshot and we could go from there. 
All right. So guys, listen, as we're getting into this stuff, if you have any questions about pricing or any doubts about pricing, anything that's on your mind, just go ahead and drop a comment under this if you're with us live and we'll go ahead and try to respond to those in real time as best we can. All right. So busting the price objection. The first thing I want you guys to understand is that everything that happens on your sales calls, especially, but even I would go so far as to say everything that happens in your business and everything that happens in your life, believe it or not, is really a reflection of what's going on up here. So in other words, the fastest way, the most essential thing you have to do to beat that price objection is to get internally congruent with your pricing and to know your true value. So in other words, here's what I mean. Let's say that I'm going into an enrollment conversation or anything, really a a webinar, or I meet somebody in an event who's curious about my services or whatever. If I have internally within myself all of these doubts around my price, and that's what's going on back here, it doesn't matter if I give the best presentation anyone's ever seen. It doesn't matter if I take that webinar and I knock it out of the park or if my elevator speech or whatever it might be is dead on and bang on and perfect. And I say things at all the right times. If I have doubts, the person I'm, I'm talking to, the person who's listening to me is going to subconsciously pick up on those doubts and reflect them right back to me. So in other words, if I'm 100% confident and congruent in my price, where I don't just believe my program is worth, let's say $5,000, but I believe it's worth many, many times that it's really worth $50,000, $100,000, it's really priceless. If I, if, I, if I believe that, then I'm much less likely to even get the price objection because issue's not going to be the price. You know, they're going to believe that what I've got is, is, is more than worth what I'm charging because I believe it. You understand? They're going to pick up on that certainty. So that certainty is contagious. But on the other hand, if I have doubts about my price, the person I'm talking to is going to subconsciously pick up on that too. And then all of a sudden they're going to say, hey, you know, I don't know. Or, hey, this is too expensive. Or I don't know. This is a lot more than I thought. You understand? So, so the first thing you've got to do is to come into a true appreciation of your own value. Does that make sense? And so what that means is that you really have to think to yourself, what is the outcome that I provide for people? So in other words, if you've, if you've watched the show before you've, or listened to our show before, you know that we're a big believer in this, right? Your pricing should not be based on what your competitors are doing. Your pricing should not be based on, uh, you know, how much time you spend to deliver something where you're getting paid by the hour, like, you know, people who work at Starbucks or Pinkberry or something. Your pricing should be based on the value of the outcome that you deliver. So in other words, people come to clients on demand because their business isn't working and we went to millionaires. So what is that worth? I mean, really, what is that worth? It's priceless, right? You know, if people come to you and you, you save people's marriages and someone's marriage is falling apart, they're going to get divorced and go through all of that turmoil and heartache and, and I can work with you and you can actually fix my marriage. What is that worth? It's priceless, right? So the first thing and the most important thing that has to happen for you to bust that price objection is for you to be internally certain that your program is worth many times more than whatever you're charging for it. Does that make sense? I would even stack on that, Russ, too, because this is also where when we dive under the hood with a lot of people, we find out that they also have doubts about their program or whether or not they can really get the result mm. from people because they've never done the work on that. So they aren't quite sure. Right. It's a big reason why we have to spend so much time making sure that their program is bulletproof, too, because if they're kind of thinking like, well... Um, I don't know if they're going to do the work. I don't know if I should. do, And so they're bringing that uncertainty to their program. 
that stacks on their value on price. So you're absolutely correct. But there's a third one too, which it's not just your value and your belief about your program. It's your belief about money. So if you're going through life going like, oh my God, that's so expensive. Oh my God, that car is ridiculous. No one needs a car like that. Oh my God, I can't believe my phone bill. And you're always like rejecting and you have issues around money. You're going to get a lot of money objections. It's true. Guys, look, you know, a great way of saying this is to say that you attract the kind of client that you are. You attract the kind of client that you are. So in other words, if you're not willing to spend money to invest in growing your business or growing your capacity to do good things in the world, why should anybody or why would anybody spend money on you? You know, if you're not willing to invest $5,000 or $10,000 or whatever it might cost to get your business where you want it to be, why would anybody turn around and spend that and give you that kind of money to help them? So if you have all these hangups where you don't want to invest in yourself and you don't want to invest in your business, you don't like to spend money, you don't like to spend, you know, smart money, money to, money to, to get you where you want to go. I'm not talking about buying another flat screen TV. I'm talking about investing in yourself to get where you want to go. If you're not willing to do that for yourself. That's exactly the kind of client that you're going to attract. So the, it all starts, guys, with being internally congruent. And I really think that that's what so many other, you know, coaching or sales training programs miss is they want to cater to the lie that if you just have the right script or the right snappy comeback or whatever, that you're going to be able to overcome a price objection every time. But that's just not the way people work, guys. I mean, it's just as stupid as someone saying, hey, man, I've got my book of a thousand of the of the greatest pickup lines you've ever heard. And if you just know all thousand, you can get any girl you want and get into an amazing relationship. It's absurd. It's crazy, right? So if you don't believe that when it comes to relationships, why the hell would you believe that when it comes to sales? So the proper place to start isn't learning some snappy comeback or isn't learning some magical objection handling sequence. The proper place to start is with what's going on between your ears. Do you believe in your own price? Do you believe you're worth it? Do you have beliefs about money where you believe money is abundant and plentiful and, and it's a good idea to invest money in growing yourself and growing your business and, and bettering and nurturing your relationships? Do you believe those things or do you have doubts about those things? Because if you have doubts about those things, that's exactly what your prospects and clients are going to reflect right back to you. You understand? So it's absolutely critical that you start with what's going on up here. And then once this is aligned and congruent, then you can get into like different techniques and things. But this has to be lined up first. This is really interesting, Russ. I never, until you just said that, I never even saw myself as this being affecting me, but it really did. And I'll share with you. When I grew up, I did not have, at the time, I did not believe I had the money to advertise for this or advertise for that. So I did everything gorilla. You know what I mean? I went mm-hmm. door knocking because that was free. I, I cold call because that was free. I got really good at it. But I didn't understand. So what it came down to was eventually it became my identity. I'm frugal. I don't do this. And so it was also, I stopped looking and it cost me probably a decade because if I had just hired a mentor, somebody that I could have tripled, quadrupled or a hundred X my income. But it was like, all of a sudden I was like, oh, um, I'm not going to pay for that because I'm going to do it for free and I'm going to do it. And it took me so much longer and it was so much harder. I never even thought about it, but it's really true because my identity was one you know, well, I can't afford to do a fancy website. I couldn't afford to do this. I couldn't afford to do that. And I was like, I'll just have to do this. And even when I had the money, the identity still believed that I had a lot of money. I could have afforded, but my mindset was now stuck as somebody that was still broke. It's very interesting. Exactly. 
Yeah, exactly. So guys, the, the main takeaway that I want you to get from this first piece here is that you are like a little radio that is constantly broadcasting to the world, regardless of what you're saying, regardless of how you're carrying yourself, the thoughts and beliefs that are happening in your mind, the things you're thinking and feeling at any given moment are constantly being broadcast to everyone around you. And whether they realize it consciously or not, they are picking up on what you are putting out. They are picking up on subconscious vibrations and they will reflect them right back to you. That is why we do so much work with our clients on their mindset. And I understand that's not the sexy part, right? Everybody wants like the cool ad strategy and webinar strategy and Facebook strategy and sales strategy and all that stuff. And we have that stuff all day long. We have that stuff 100% dialed in. But it is who you are on the inside that determines whether or not you're going to get the result that you want. Do you understand? So you got to have the strategy, but you got to have the mindset piece too. And to be honest, I resisted that for real time. You guys have heard me talk about it. You know, before we had Mark, before we had Jane, when it was just me and a couple other people starting out this company, I thought that if I gave people the greatest strategy, you know, we had really kick-ass strategy here. Here's the best webinar strategy in the world. Here's the best sales strategy in the world. Here's the best Facebook strategy in the world. I thought that if I just gave people that, that it would be enough, but it isn't. It isn't because your subconscious and your fears and your doubts and your tendency to self-sabotage and, 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 and all this stuff can, can just pop up like weeds, sprout up like weeds and get in the way, stop you from getting where you want to go. So that's why it was for me to bring Mark on, to bring Jane on, to bring all this team of incredible mindset coaches that we have, because that is what it takes to get you past those limiting beliefs and fears so that you can get where you want to go. Does that make sense? No, I even go one no. step further, Russ. Yeah. I'm not only saying it might come up, it will come up. I guarantee mm -hmm. it. I've never guarantee. seen anybody on the journey of success that isn't going to get it at some level every time. Because we're not robots. That's right. You know, it'd be great. I mean, it'd be awesome if we were, where it's like, I will apply webinar strategy and I will get result. No, but we're human beings, man. We get scared. We get afraid. You know, I'm, you know, I'm running a business and I get scared sometimes, of course. You know, so it doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank. It doesn't matter how much momentum you have up to this point. Those fears are going to come up. And unless, if I lose have, it? of course, unless you have a team there to, to lose, yes, unless you have a team there to support you and help you and coach you through that piece, those things are going to swallow you alive. And we've seen it happen so many times. I've seen it happen to colleagues. I've seen it happen to competitors where they may have been doing everything right on the outside, but on the inside, they were all over the place. And it does catch up with you. It does catch up with you always. So if you're running into that price objection or you're running doubts about your price or whatever, that is the first thing that you must fix. And it is the first thing that we will help you fix is to come into an appreciation of your true value and what you are really worth. Because you were not put on this earth to beg for scraps. You weren't put on this earth to sell some bullshit $7 report or something like that. You were put on this earth to command premium prices and make a real difference in people's lives to, to, to create transformation not just to give people information. And that's what we specialize in. And that's what we want to help you do. First thing is you got to get internally congruent about your price, about your value, and about money itself. Does that make sense? So let's say you've done that. Now, what else is going on with the price objection? The second thing I want you guys to realize about the price objection is most of the time, it's not real. Most of the time, it's not real. We have been sold to so many times in our life that all of us have developed these sort of what we call buyer defense mechanisms, buyer defense mechanisms that are designed to protect us in a situation where we're, someone is asking us for the sale. So, you know, Mark, I don't, I haven't talked to you about this yet, man, but I saw, um, someone posted, it was like the best performing ad from like 1865. <laughs> it was like the best performing newspaper ad from 1865. 
And it was the cheesiest thing I've ever seen. It was like Dr. Norman Pinkerton's wonder tonic, you know, like <laughs> cures rickets and scurvy and cures, you know, consumption and all of these like things. But it was like, it was like this bottle that you drink and it was like the stuff that it to cure was like 500 things. And it was like, if you ran this ad today, nobody would buy this. But back then, it yeah. made millions of dollars. Everybody in the country ordered this crap because they all thought that it was, that it was, you know, that it was real. So my point, guys, is that they didn't have buyer defense mechanisms back then, where today, all of us have this like internal BS detector where the more ads we're exposed to and the more people try to sell us, the more skeptical we are. And thank God for that. It's a good thing, right? It's a good thing because otherwise we would get weird. So most of the time, when someone tells you, oh, that's too expensive or, oh, that's more than I wanted to spend. It's kind of just like an automatic reflex. It's just like, ah, you know, I don't know. And, and it's not real. It doesn't mean that they really can't afford it. It doesn't mean that they really can't put the money together. They're just taking a second. They're taking a beat to think it through and decide, is this what they really want? So most of the time, guys, that pricing objection isn't real. It's something that you can deal with. Now, are there going to be situations where someone physically, no matter what they do, and put their hands on five or eight or $10,000, sure. But those people won't be giving you a price objection where they're like, oh, it's too expensive. They're gonna be telling you if you've done, if you've done things right, they're gonna be like, oh my God, Russ, I really want this, I really need this. I really wanna be a part of what you have going on. I just, you know, I physically don't have that much money right now. Is there something we can do? What can we work out? How can we make this work? Where they're gonna get on the same side of the table as you and they're gonna try to find a solution. Does that make sense? It's so, so, so it's so, so, when you get that, oh, it's too expensive, or oh, it's this, or oh, it's usually just a reflex. And it means that you didn't handle the first part of the call right. It doesn't mean that they don't actually have the money. Does that make sense? Yeah, people always find the money to get what they want, and they buy what they really must have. And if we haven't made that compelling argument in our conversation to get to the truth, you're always going to get one of two objections. It's like, you know, I'm going to say, well, three technically, but either A, it's too expensive, B, a partner, or I, I need to think about it. But they all come back to the same thing, and they're using them because it works. They're saying it because they don't want to make a decision. They don't have enough certainty and clarity, so they're bouncing. And they're just going to say, Russ, great job. You're a great guy, but you know, I just can't afford it. I don't have, that's way too much. You know, I just don't do those kind of big decisions like a $47 decision without praying about it for a month. And I really want to make sure the stars are in alignment before I do a $47 ebook or, you know, whatever. It's like, it's never that it's that they don't have total confidence that the problem is bad enough certainty and clarity that this really is the best solution for me. And if they don't, they're not overwhelming in that camp, you're going to get a lot of these. So it's just one of those things, but they're using it because it works. If exactly. I do that, I'm going to say, Russ, you're such a great guy, Russ. I love it. But man, right now I'm a single provider. I don't have any credit cards, this, that, all this other stuff. And the next thing you know, I get off the phone and, and because you weren't prepared to handle it, I get off the phone without making a decision. My problem still exists. And you go back to your next phone call frustrated. Exactly. Or we can so Exactly, guys. And, and so and so you just have to put that in perspective that that when you get that price objection, don't always take it at, at face value because most of the time it's not. I mean, God, you know, I've got a lot of money and I've hit people with the price objection before just just because I wasn't 100% sold. So what I want you guys to understand is that when people understand the cost of having this problem, whatever it is, your marriage isn't working out, your business isn't working, whatever. Once people really come face to face with the cost of that problem, most of the time, they'll decide to do something about it, even if it means spending a lot of money. 
Once people see the value in what you have, they will decide to get it. So mm-hmm. the example that I always use is right now in my garage, right underneath my feet is my car, right? It's a Bentley. It's like a $275,000 car. So uh, sometimes we'll have clients that are like, oh yeah, you know, I had an offer and it's $5,000 and the guy said, oh, it's too expensive. And then that was that. And I said, listen, man, let me ask you this. If I took my $275,000 Bentley and I parked it on that guy's driveway and I rang the doorbell and said, hey man, look, I, you know, I know this is weird, but I got this car. It's a really cool car. I'm really, uh, you know, whatever, but I'm kind of over it. Want to get a new one, whatever. I'll tell you what, I'll let you take this car for 5k. You know, how of them do you think wouldn't immediately call everyone they know and do everything they could to get their hands on that 5k because you're getting, you're spending 5k to get a $275,000 car. Of course they would. Anybody would. Anybody would. They would get resourceful. They would find a way. Maybe they don't have that 5k right there sitting in their bank account, but they would find a way to get it mm-hmm. because they know that they're going to get a massive payoff. You understand? So like I said, the price objection usually is fake. It's usually fake. It's just a buyer defense mechanism. And in the rare instance where someone really truly doesn't have money, you'll know because they'll be trying to figure out how they can get resourceful and find a way to, to get in there. Does that make sense, guys? So people are so terrified of this price objection and most of the time it isn't even real. You understand? So so let's see, a couple of people have written some, written some really nice things, Mark. So let me just check in. Linda, Linda Downey said, I made more money in the last two months in my business than ever before. So grateful, Russ and Mark. Oh, she's such a superstar. Um, Libby said, this is the number one best gift I was given as a client of COD, understanding my worth. I am meeting and exceeding all of my goals for 20. I love wow. it, man. Big hugs, Melinda. Libby. Yeah. Melania said, I miss being trained by you guys. That's awesome. Melania is a rock star too. Seriously. Yeah, guys. So we got some great people in here and, 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 and that's really what it's about. Number one is getting in touch with your own values. You understand what you're truly worth and getting internally congruent with that price where you know down to your bones, down to your DNA, this is what I'm worth. And the next thing is understanding that that price objection, first and foremost, is usually fake. And it usually means that you didn't do a good job in the first part of the call. So let's talk about that, Mark. Yeah, because what's important, guys, again, is people, again, in your example about the Bentley and the $5,000, it's really funny, Russ. I use that once with, with somebody who goes, oh, I don't like that car. And I go, and that's exactly why you're still broke, because it's not about the car. <laughs> and it was like, it's not about the car. If you can't see the value for, for five grand for $275,000, oh, I don't like the color. Oh, yeah, that's it. But let's take it a step further. The reality was the person did not believe the problem was bad enough. Yes, that this was the right solution or see that you can help get me there. And there's a fourth one, too, which sometimes is they're not committed to solve it. Yep. So that's what we're trying to test out. Is this something they just want to talk about how bad it is so that you can validate me? Remember, we used to get that a lot. They didn't want to fix it. They just wanted you to say, all right, Russ, you're doing great. And it's like, but the reality is they don't believe that either A, they think they can solve it themselves B, that it's not that bad. And, you know, I'm top barista at Starbucks. So I'm obviously I'm going to be an internet billionaire. You know, oh, you know, I've, I've watched, you know, Grey's Anatomy. So I'm going to start going to my own heart surgery. I'm going to do brain surgery now. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen the brain surgery one. I'm only going to do the heart surgery. Oh, okay. Brain surgery is episode seven. I'm still on episode five. And it's like, but it's like the fact that they're thinking that. And it's like, but what happens usually in the call is that the person doing the call Either A, doesn't have the skill or B, doesn't care enough to take them to what's really going on. Mm-hmm. That's where it comes down and breaks, falls apart. Right. So on the call, and I don't want to get too deep into the mechanics of how to do a good enrollment call, but you got to understand what you're really doing there. What you're really doing on a good sales call is you're not trying to sell them anything. 
You're just trying to get them to see the truth of what's really going on in their life. So that's the primary goal. The primary goal is for you and the person you're talking to to get absolutely in sync on what what is the problem, what's it going to cost them if they can't fix it, and do you want to help them fix it, and can you help them fix it? So can you help them fix it, and do you want to? Because it may very well be a situation where you're talking to somebody that you're not particularly fond of. And, you know, yeah, I could help this guy. I could help this guy grow his business. But get that little feeling on the back of your neck where you're like, I don't know. I think this guy's going to be not the best client, or I think this guy's going to be unpleasant to work with, or I think this guy really doesn't know what he's doing or whatever. So, so you are making a decision on that call too. It's not just the fact that the, the client is making a decision about whether they're going to join your program. You are going to make a decision about whether or not you want to work with that person. And that's really a big part of the power of what we do at Clients on Demand, where we help people processes where every single day, you got four, five, 10 people, however many you want, reaching out to talk to you about becoming a client. And when you have that many people coming in the door, you can decide, no, I'm going to work with that guy, but I don't want to work with that guy. This guy seems cool. Great. I'll work with you. This person I'm not so sure about. So I'm going to pass on that person. And that allows you to do something very important, which is only work with people that you know you can help. You know, I've seen so many clients, so many uh, coaches that have, that have run into problems because they start enrolling people, even though they know that person's not a fit. Have you ever done that? Oh, I have where maybe your bank account's kind of running low, you haven't gotten a new client in, in God knows how long, maybe a few months, whatever, and, and, and someone happens to refer you somebody, and, and thank God, oh God, I got somebody, I got, I got, a, I got a lead, I got a, I got a chance. And you're on the phone with someone, and you find out, ah, you know, I'm not so sure about working with that guy, but you enroll them anyway because you need the money. I don't want you to ever have to do that again. Because when you have enough clients coming in the door, you can pick and choose, and, and you can be responsible and only work with the people that you absolutely know you can help, and only work with the people that you want to help. Does that make sense? Real distinction, Russ. Yeah, well, it's just important. I know it's, I know it's kind of an aside to, to the price objection, but it's really important that you guys understand that. You have an obligation, I think, on the calls to only enroll people that you know you can help. And unless you have good lead flow, unless you have clients on demand, it's really hard to do that because sometimes you're going to need to enroll someone because you got to keep the lights on. And I just never want any of you guys to be in that position where you're begging for clients that you got to take whoever comes in the door. I want you to be in a position where you can pick and choose because that's the way it should be. You understand? Well, so there's a secondary effect which can stack into why they're getting it now. So let's say they compromise and they get somebody who comes in who doesn't really want to commit. They're at a lower price point. They're not fully committed. They come in and they're not fun to work with. They're not doing the work. And the entire time, they're like, Russ, this program, I'm not going to do it. It sucks. You suck. I don't want to do it. And then the whole time, wow, I can't believe I paid that. And now you think that you're going to try and charge a premium rate. You're still remembering the schmuck you should have never worked with in the first place. He never wanted to fix the problem. And now you're basing your new price on what the guy that was never committed and should have never been your client. And now he's affecting what you should be charging. That's something else I've seen. Exactly, guys. So it's really important that you understand that these sort of mistakes and pitfalls that we're talking about, they tend to not be sort of one-off things. You know, you, you, when you charge a lower price, let's look at what happens. What happens, right? First of all, you need a lot more people to hit your income goals, right? I mean, obviously, if you're charging $10,000 and you want to get to $30,000 a month, you need what? Three people. But if you're charging, you know, 300 bucks, you need a lot more. So, so charging those low prices means you need a lot more people to hit your income goals. And what does that mean? It means you need to spend a lot more on advertising. And what does that mean? It means it can be a lot harder for you to be profitable. Um, it means that those people that do come in, if they're only spending 300 bucks, what's going to happen? Is, are they going to be committed? 
Or are they going to be like, eh, kind of just nah, take it or leave it, dip my toes in the water? Of course, they're not going to be committed because you only spent 300 bucks. So that means they're not going to do the work. And so that means they're not going to get the result, which means now you're going to look bad because you don't have this, this, these clients that are out there crushing it and, and getting results. got these clients that are just kind of showing up and not doing anything and then staying stuck where they were. So now you're not making the income. You're not, you got, you don't have freedom because you got now you ain't got to solve, you got to serve 300, 3,000 people a month to get your income goals. And, and you're not making an impact either because no one's doing the work and no one's getting anywhere. And how do I know that that's what happens? Because that's where I was <laughs> like six or seven years ago. I didn't start out commanding premium prizes. I started out doing low ticket shit. And that's what happens. If I was selling a $27 program and I wanted to make 27,000, I needed to enroll a thousand people, didn't I? And then I have a thousand people to support, which isn't there. And, 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 and they're not committed and they're not doing the work anyway. So no one's getting anywhere. And yeah, I would do it and I'd pull it off and I'd make that money. And don't get me wrong. People would be happy. Russ, that program was really good. I really liked it. But nobody would get the result because nobody did anything. You understand? And that's what started to bother me. I was like, look, man, I wasn't put here to, to sell a $27 thing. And yeah, I was making money and everybody was happy, but it's, I wasn't making a difference. You understand? So it wasn't until I started to command these kinds of price points, 5K, 10K, that unlocked everything for me. All of a sudden, I could make the income I wanted to make. You know, if I wanted to make $100,000 in one month, I only needed 20 people at 10K or 40 people at 5K, you know? So now I can make the income that I wanted. Now I had freedom because can I serve, would I rather serve 20 people versus 1,000 people? Yeah, of course. And I was making an impact too because those people were coming in committed and they were doing everything I told them to do. And they were going on and getting incredible results. And I don't know about you, and that's the kind of business that I want to have. And it all starts with being able to command those premium prices. So another thing we didn't mention that maybe we should have is that commanding those premium prices is a win-win for everybody. It's a huge win for you because you hit your income goals faster. It's a win for you because now you can work with fewer clients, which means you have a lot more freedom to enjoy your life, be with your kids, be with your wife, be with your husband, whatever it is. And it's a win for the client too because now they show up committed and they do the work and, and because you only have 10, 20, 30, 40 clients a month or however many, you have the time to give them a true VIP experience and make sure that they really get the result. So some of you guys, if you're, if you're listening to this and going, yeah, Russ, it's not just about beating that price objection. It's about the fact that I just feel weird about charging those kinds of prices in the first place. I get it. But I want you to understand if you're not doing that, you're hurting yourself but you're really hurting your clients because they're not going to show up committed and they're not going to do the work and then they're not going to get the result. So, so by commanding premium prices, you're setting up a situation where everybody wins. But if you're undercharging, you're setting up a situation where everybody loses. You understand? Russ, there's another aspect to this too. Let's walk this thing through. So let's say I do charge high pr premium rates. Number one, it's going to push away the looky-loos and the tire kickers. Great. Yes. I want to work with the non-committed. So I don't have to worry about them. And we've tested this with our different groups and people that used to do low ticket came here. They got more objections in low ticket than they do at this premium. But the real benefit was who actually showed up and did the work. The higher mm -hmm. the amount of investment, the highest success rate, the highest approval rate for the course, same course. But the lower price, the most complaints, the most refund requests, and the people that showed up the least. So that's the first thing. But let's walk it through. You're now charging a premium rate. And again, everybody's like usually a little freaks out. And that's part of what we train them on how to do it with integrity and do it authentically. But when they do it, now all of a sudden they're charging a premium rate. They get the best clients. The clients come in and go, oh, my God, thank you, thank you, thank you, Russ. Russ, if you saved my marriage. Oh, my God, my wife, you're not going to believe it, Russ. I can't tell you privately, but... but Oh my God. And you're like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. And now all of a sudden, now guess what happens when you go on the next call and the guy says, 
wow, that's a lot of money. And you go, let me tell you, your belief expands so much because you know the real truth about what is going to happen if they commit to the solve the problem. And it's like, that's what they're investing in, guys. The price needs to be congruent based on the value of the problem you're solving. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's where people forget. If, for example, you and I have talked, if you've got a Rolex, got a a $50,000 Rolex, and I want to go, and if I go and try and sell it in in a homeless shelter, I'm not going to be able to sell it. They all want it. They want to go pawn it, but they don't have the money. But if I go downtown Beverly Hills, or I go to Rodeo Drive, or I go to Manhattan, and I walk in, and I say, look, this one is a limited edition. It's worth a million dollars. I'll sell it for 500000 You would have a bidding war. Of course. It's the right product for the right person. And what happens, though, is that if I took that, there's a really good thing in our group right now. Somebody posted it. A a dad gave him his dad's watch that was really old. Mm -hmm. And and he said it looked all dirty and gross. And then he went and took it to the local vendor, uh, the pawn shop. The pawn shop said, I'll give you 50 bucks for it. He said, no, my dad said it's worth more. So then he took it to another shop. He said, I'll give you a different one. He said, I'll give you 500. His dad said, you're bringing it to the wrong place. You need to take it to an expert. He took it to an expert and sold it for something like $150,000 because it was a rare watch. Mm. But he was trying to share it with people who didn't see it. But if, to your point, if you don't have a funnel, if you don't know how to get the right people in front of you, even the strongest person is going to wonder eventually if, they're, if their price is too much. Because they're basing their price on everyone they look around in their community. Yep. All the other broke coaches, all the other broke people, well, they're charging 300 bucks. I'll beat them on price, Russ. I'm going to do 297. (laughs) And I'm going to do twice as much coaching for 297. Not seven minute abs, Russ. Six minute abs. Eight minute abs. Seven minute abs. (laughs) You're going to work out in six minutes, but that's six minutes. Yeah, guys. So, so I hope you understand that, that all of these things that we talk about, none of them works in isolation. So just taking like a, like a little piece of the sales strategy that we give you and just trying to do that, it's not going to work. Or just taking the webinar piece, it's not going to work. Or the Facebook ad piece, it's not going to work. Like you, you are not going to get where you want to go if you go sign up for someone's Facebook ads course, because Facebook ads is just one piece of the puzzle or someone's course about how to charge premium prices. Cause that's just one piece of the puzzle. All of this stuff comes together, right? The mindset piece where you believe in your value and believe in what you have to offer. The ads, you're targeting the right people who need what you have and afford it. You know, the the way you're doing your webinars and your marketing, you're filtering out the people that are not committed. The way you're doing your enrollment calls, you're getting people to the truth of what's really going on with them so they understand that they got to fix this program and they don't care this problem and, and, and they don't care if it costs five or eight or 10K to do it. So all of these things come into play all at once. You know, when Mark and I do these shows, yeah, we take one little piece and that's what we talk about because we got to have a topic for the show. But I want you guys to understand that you really need all of these things to happen and all of these things need to happen at the same time. So that's why you're not going to get where you want to go if you're just like watching a YouTube video about this and a YouTube video about that and then trying to piece it together. You really need to work with someone who's going to give you a start to finish solution and then hold your hand and support you every step of the way as you execute and help you do each piece. And that's exactly what we do at Clients on Demand, guys. So if you want to reach out and talk to us about how we can help you do that, then I want you to go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call, because this is what we do. We don't do branding. We don't do like, you know, how to do in 
Um, we don't teach you how to write a New York Times bestseller. What we teach you how to do is how to get clients at $5,000, $8,000, $10,000 prices, and then rock their world with the value that you're giving them. That's what we do all day, every day. If that's what you want in your business, there's nobody better. So go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call, book an appointment, and we'll see if we're a fit to work together. And on that call, guys, we're going to give you tremendous clarity about how all this stuff can work for you. So in other words, what kind of price should you be charging? Should it be 5K? Should it be 8K? Should it be 10K? We'll get into that. You know, who should you be targeting? Who should you be your ideal client? Who should you be working with? We'll get into that. And what are the next steps you should take to start bringing those people into your business? We'll talk about that too. And like I said, if we're fit to work together, we can talk about that. And if we're not, we'll tell you that. But either way, that 45 minutes you spent on that call with us will be the best time you've ever spent working on your business. That one call has the ability to to eliminate like 90% of the busy work and time-wasting stuff that you've been doing and just focus on that 10% that really matters. So if that's what you want, go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call and let us help you get this stuff sorted out. What we do. And Russ, something that happens on this call, which is interesting, guys, is we realize you guys sitting out there um, in internet land, you might not know whether this will work for you. And that's totally normal. But that's why we do the call. We're going to look to find out, can we target your audience? Do we do we know where they are hiding on Facebook? We're going to look at that. Our, our team is going to find out, do you have a real skill set that people are paying for? You don't know that they're paying five to 20 grand, but we do because we've helped clients in that niche. They just don't happen to be your friends. They're the ones that you think are, you know, that guy's making a shitload of money or, you know, he is, but we know what they're paying. So we would know whether or not they're paying for this. Third, we're going to listen. Are you committed to solve it? And just the bottom line, there's a lot of people who talk a big game. I'm not being mean. We're going to love everybody. But there's a lot of people that, that to your point, on the, I call it the karmic principle, meaning I want you to invest in me, but I'm not going to invest in other people. I want to get rich, but I'm not going to invest. And it's like, I want to get money out of my bank account, but I don't want to put any in. You can't do that. And so we're going to get real clear and also to find out whether we're fit to work together. We've got, you know, we love on everybody. We're going to help everybody get clear. And if we can't do it, we'll steer you to whatever works for you. We've got no heartburn. There's plenty of pie and there's enough people out there, but we know this niche better than everybody. We will know whether it works. Even again, you don't even have to have your program all dialed in. 50% of the people that we rock their world, we help them in the program get dialed in, but we knew that we've already helped that niche. We know how to articulate their message. They don't, they haven't, you know, but they're excellent at it. They just don't know how to do it. That's why people, you know, want to do the program. So don't Mm -hmm. think you have to have it all figured out first. And in fact, a lot of times people try and do it themselves and they screw it up and we have to go unpeel it and and basically fix it. So just think about it. How would your life change if anytime you wanted, you could get a new client at 5K or 8K or 10K? How would your life change if even now during this coronavirus crisis, you could do that? Because right now our clients are crushing it. I was just, you know, you guys see it. Uh, I do these videos almost every Monday. If you want to see them, you can go to my timeline. But almost every Monday, I'll go in and I'll check in and I'll say, hey, look, guys, here's the celebrations that people are posting this week. Here's the wins people are posting this week. We have clients that had their their best month ever last month. Even while the whole world is like falling apart, people are having their best month ever because their marketing is dialed in and this is dialed in. So think about it for yourself. How would your life change if tomorrow you got a new client at 8K and then you did it again the next day and then you did it again the next day. And you can do it any time you want. Like, oh, okay, that's enough clients for now. How would your life change if you could do that? How many things that you're worried about would you, would you not have to worry about anymore? Well, guys, like you have no concept really 
it's so difficult for you to imagine. It was so difficult for me to imagine how amazing my life could be. If I went back in time, eight years, and I kind of just showed myself a snapshot of what my life looks like today, I wouldn't have even believed it. So this is the one thing that changes everything. You can get clients at premium prices. All of a sudden, you're making the income. All of a sudden, you're enjoying the freedom you want. And all of a sudden, you're making a real difference in the world, one client at a time. Mm-hmm. That's what we help our clients do. And what we need from you is to believe in yourself. We need you to be committed. We need you to show up, do the work, persist through obstacles, get help when you need it. That's what we need from you. So to start that ball rolling, to start that journey, go to clientsonamend.com forward slash call and book an appointment to talk to us because that's where the magic happens. Every great client story you've ever heard, every great testimony study we've ever shared with you, it all starts with booking that call. You understand? Go to clientsonamend.com forward slash call. Hi, Giovanni. My son just walked in. Hi. You're in my office. You want to come say hi to everybody? Come here. No, come over here. He's the happy boy. You want to say hi to Mark? Come here, my son. Hey, Jojo. Now he's looking for something. Mark says hi, Jojo. <laughs> so there's this do not disturb sign that I put on my door, apparently, just doesn't even <laughs> might as well not even be there. <laughs> okay, buddy. So I think that's gonna do it for us today. Guys, we love you guys. Book that call. Go to clientsonaman.com forward slash call. And we will catch you guys on the next show. Thanks a lot, Mark. Bye guys. All right, bye guys. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. A brand new episode will be released every Wednesday, so be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you heard and you're interested in seeing if you're fit to work with Clients On Demand, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. That's clientsondemand.com forward slash C-A-L-L and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, the exact price you should be charging, whether that's $5,000, $10,000, $15,000 or more. Number two, the exact target audience you should be going after. And number three, the exact strategy that you should be using to reach them. Remember, building an incredible coaching business or professional services company does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped clients from all over the world scale their businesses to six or seven figures while enjoying life and making the world a better place along the way. So to see if we can help you do the same, head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. I'm Russ Ruffino, and let's talk soon.